Welcome to the Carrots and Cake Podcast. I'm your host, Tina Hopper, an FDN practitioner, author, mom, and IBD advocate. Tune in each week for real-life advice and strategies for becoming your happiest and healthiest self, all while thriving in the gray area. Trust me when I say, you can have your carrots and cake too. Hey guys, good morning. Welcome to this next iced coffee date. We haven't done one of these in a while. Me standing in my kitchen with my iced coffee, chit-chatting about who knows what. But today I wanted to share some insights and as far as what I learned from tracking my food. So with the Fit and Fuel ladies, as well as our one-on-one clients, this is basically like how we start our programs. Because as I say to our clients all the time, you can't improve what you don't measure. So like if you don't know what you're eating or how much you're eating or the types of foods or certain habits that you fall into with your nutrition, it's really hard to make changes. And obviously this is data. And with data, you can start to implement new habits and new lifestyle changes and all of those good things that we need to make those improvements and see progress when it comes to our body composition. So this is really like the foundation of our programs in the sense that this is where we start with our clients. Because I mean, we can't make recommendations as far as like what you should eat, how much you should eat. If you really don't know, quote unquote, the state of the union, like what are you doing? And most women have no clue what they're consuming. And if they say they're tracking their food or tracking macros, they're guesstimating a lot of times, they're not weighing and measuring their food, or they're not including foods that are quote unquote bad. Um, and I was just talking to the Fit and Fueled ladies this morning um, on WhatsApp, we have a group chat there and we were just chit chatting through all this. And a lot of the ladies were saying, especially with like Halloween candy, like they just wouldn't track it or they didn't wanna write it down. They just wanted to pretend it didn't happen. And I made that joke, you know, like I used to drink a whole bottle of wine. <laughs> I just didn't want to track that, pretended like it didn't happen. And obviously a bottle of wine is going to significantly impact your health and your weight loss goals. But it was one of those things. I just pretended like it didn't happen. But obviously that's not benefiting you. It's only hurting yourself. And obviously you're not making any changes. So this is a big thing for us. And a lot of it is just awareness, like practicing awareness around our food choices, slowing down, you know, making informed decisions about what is going to work best for your body. And I know there's a lot of people that like aren't into macro tracking or it didn't work for them or they think it's too restrictive. And I mean, my whole goal here over at Carrots and Cake is to show you how awesome macro tracking can be and how you can do it in a way that's not going to make you crazy or not make you feel restricted. So I'm a little so boxy right now. <laughs> talking about this. But let me get to the point here and just share what I learned from tracking my food for five days. So basically the exercise that I task our one-on-one clients and the Fit and Fueled ladies is tracking everything you consume for five days, the good, the bad, the ugly. And I have these ladies write it down on a piece of paper or in a notebook or something like that, but pen and paper only. And I have them weigh and measure their food. So like using your food scale, using measuring cups. I think a food scale is a little bit more accurate. And honestly, I think it's easier because you can weigh in grams, you can weigh in ounces, you have options. And I just think it's, it's easier. It's so much easier, I think, in my opinion. <laughs> And then just write down what they're consuming, like literally everything, every piece of candy, every bite of um, 
you know, peanut butter cup out of the refrigerator, chips. That has been my downfall lately. A lot of chips and peanut butter cups. A lot of that happening lately. But every single thing. But not putting it in a tracking app like MyFitnessPal until the end of the five days. Because obviously that app is going to give you immediate feedback on what you are consuming or not consuming. So you can make changes to your diet. I mean, it's going to tell you you haven't gotten a lot of protein that day. So it might push you to consume more protein or... You know, you might have gone over what you think your calories should be. So then you stop eating for the day or you really restrict what you're eating. And for these ladies, I want them to eat how they normally do, because that's going to give us the best information. Um, because if you're just trying to do this perfectly or you're trying to be good, it's really not helping you out in the long run because that's not how you normally eat. Like anybody can be good or be on track for a week or two weeks or two days. <laughs> but like doing that long term, like what you naturally do, it's it's not the same. So for these ladies, it really is about being honest with what they're consuming, writing down even the stuff that they don't want to write down, they're embarrassed by, they feel guilty about. And I did have them go into this with kind of like a clinical approach, like this is data for us, you know, this is a starting point, like try to remove as much emotion and guilt and shame and, you know, just being really hard on yourself um, and just this is just data. This is just something you're doing to give you information about what you're consuming. So again, just reminding them this is a starting point. So that was essentially the task. And then after those five days of writing everything down, weighing and measuring, um, they would enter it into a tracking app. And then from there, they would take note of how many calories they've consumed overall, how much protein, and then how much fiber. Because overall calories, that's really important. Like, do you need to eat less? Do you need to eat more? Are you eating the right amount, but you need to make better quality choices of food? And then protein, of course, is important for so, so many things as far as building muscle, maintaining muscles, neurotransmitters in your brain, repairing tissue, like a million things. You just need protein. It's kind of non-negotiable, but most people don't eat enough. And then fiber, I also like these ladies to look at because if you're getting close to your fiber goal for the day, it means you're likely consuming a decent amount of whole foods because when you're getting fiber, a lot of times it comes from fruits and veggies, from beans, from lentils, from nuts, from seeds. I mean, if you're doing the whole like Quest Bar and those like fake fibers, like the, <laughs> I mean, you do you, you do what you want to do, but that stuff, it is not good for your gut. It's probably going to cause you some GI distress. And I wouldn't personally count that towards my fiber goal, but if you're consistently hitting that fiber goal on the regular, you're probably doing a pretty good job with your nutrition. So those are the three things that we have ladies look at. I also want to keep it simple for them. I don't think you need to hit every single macro every single day and do it perfectly to get results. I think if you pay attention to your calories, protein, and fiber, you're, you're probably going to do pretty well. You actually might do better <laughs> than trying to hit all three macros. All right, really trying to get to my point here. Okay, so the things that I learned from my own nutrition audit, and you know, this is something, as I was saying to the ladies in Fit and Fueled and you know, the 101 clients is, this is a tool. Like once you learn how to do this, you can implement this at any point in your life. Like anytime you feel like you're getting a little off track, you're a little loose with your nutrition, you went on a vacation, you had a really fun summer or a really <laughs> indulgent holiday season, you can always start this nutrition audit and do it on your own. So I do think this is kind of a good starting point, a reset for you. 
Um, and for me, it was very much a reset because, you know, I did my cut in the spring. I got great results. The summer, I didn't track a thing. I had the best summer, just vacations and the beach and parties and oh my gosh, so fun. Um, and then the fall, I don't know. I just been like flying by the seat of my pants. I mean, I'm still doing a lot of the things I need to do as far as protein and whole foods. But like I was saying, a lot of like chips, that's where we keep the chips and then peanut butter cups, we keep them in the fridge. <laughs> <laughs> so a lot of that lately. So just trying to get it together as far as my nutrition goes. So anyways, <laughs> I did this whole uh, nutrition audit with the ladies, wrote everything down. And then yesterday was my last day. I asked the ladies to do at least one day on the weekend to get an idea what the weekends look like. So I tracked last week, I tracked over the weekend. And then yesterday was my last day of the five days. And I entered everything into my fitness pal. And what I learned here, finally getting to the point, is that I have been eating above my maintenance, which kind of what I expected and kind of okay. Um, because if you're going to do a bulk where you are intentionally trying to put on muscle, and you guys know I have lost a decent amount of muscle because of all my stupid injuries, I have not been working out the way I normally do, um, eating a little bit above maintenance is a great place to be because it's going to help as far as like building that muscle. And that's something you can build muscle and maintenance, sure, that can happen, but I think you have a better chance of doing it when you're eating a little bit more. So being there, I'm kind of okay with that, but also being on the upper end of maintenance, you can also build muscle. So for me, I do think I'm probably eating a little bit above where I need to eat, and I do think that goes back to the snacks. Way too many chips, way too many peanut butter cups, way too much cereal. Keep the cereal up there. <laughs> you can tell where we keep everything. Um, but yeah, just eating a little too many snacks and probably above my maintenance. And yeah, I've probably gained... I don't know, like a few pounds since the summer. I mean, I don't think it's been a lot, um, but I know I'm not as lean as I was in the summer. And that's the thing about a cut. Yeah, you do a cut, you're gonna be super duper lean, but then going back to maintenance, it's totally normal to gain a few pounds back. Again, not a big deal. Um, so for me, this time of year, my goal is just to stay in maintenance and then I'll probably do another spring cut because that it just worked out well and I was really excited for summer. I felt really good. Um, and yeah, I just... I don't want to be in a cut all the time. Like I just, it's too much mental work as far as like tracking your food, being in that deficit, doing all the things that you need to do. And I just don't want to be in a cut all the time. Like it's just, I don't know, not, not a fan of that. More, more, I'm happier in maintenance as far as like what I'm doing with my nutrition and whatnot. So the first thing I learned from that was I was eating above my maintenance calories. Um, my protein was okay. Uh, most days I was pretty close to 100 and there were some days I got over 100 without really trying. Uh, it was just eating how I normally do. So that's come a really long way. It's taken me a year. I think I started all of this a year ago. So yeah, it's taken me a year to get consistent with the protein, but I was pretty good. There was definitely some days I was like in the 70s. So like, you know, I, I kind of know what I need to do there. And I, I do need to probably eat more protein and just be a little bit more consistent. And it seems like where I was still slacking was at breakfast. So I really need to like amp that up. A lot of times I just do like eggs and toast. And if I add the protein shake in, I'm good. But there's a lot of mornings that like I don't work out and I just don't get that extra protein. So I just figure, need to figure out where that's going to happen. So I don't know if it's like an extra snack or like another protein shake or just making my meals a little bit bigger. So I need to figure that out. But protein overall, I was happy with. I was like, wow, I hit a hundred most days or got really, really close. So one day I got like 99, 99 grams. We're at a hundred. We're good. <laughs> and then, um, 
My fiber was actually a little bit on the low side. And honestly, with all my GI issues, I've really laid off the vegetables. Not that I'm not eating vegetables. I'm just doing more beans and lentils and really well-cooked vegetables just far as digestion goes. Um, but I, I do feel like I was slacking. I was probably in like the 10 grams to 20 grams most days. And honestly, I'd probably want to be 20 plus um, for fiber. So I just need to work on that a little bit. I did add in some flax the other day, which... Low estrogen is a good time, but added in some flax, so I'm hoping that will help just doing that on the regular and whatnot. But those were kind of like the three things that stuck out to me as far as my audit went. And then as far as, oh, I told you about the snacks, like the things that were tripping me up or things that I noticed. Um, oh, and the other thing that I noticed that this was kind of interesting, um, like I was saying, I wanted the ladies to track at least one day on the weekend just to see how the weekends were different from Monday through Friday because a lot of women, they're on track Monday through Friday and then the weekends are like a hot mess. And if you think about, you know, Monday through Thursday or even Friday, I mean, that's like 60, 75% of your week. Like it, it's really not the best. Like if you're off two or three days out of the week, it really could impact your results. So being a little bit more on top of the weekends is really important as far as getting the results go. Not that you need to be perfect, but if you're not seeing results, maybe it is the weekends and maybe you do need to start tracking on the weekends. And that's what I was saying to the ladies um, in Fit and Fueled prior to doing this nutrition audit, I was very aware that my eating habits had gone to shit lately. <laughs> so I started tracking my weekends and yeah, the weekends really were tripping me up. So Tracking this past weekend, I don't think I was as off track as I usually am just because I've been a little bit more mindful on the weekends because, you know, you have a martini, you have some pancakes for breakfast, you know, you have half a donut. It like all adds up and it's just, you know, you're not getting to where you need to be. You're eating like no protein. You're eating just junk all day. I have been there. Um, but anyways, the thing I noticed on the weekend is that I didn't purposely do this, but like I had more of like a low carb breakfast both days, like some eggs and sausage and things like that. I didn't, didn't have toast just because we were out of gluten-free bread. I hadn't made potatoes. I, I just kind of slacked. I just had kind of like a high protein, high fat breakfast. And both days out of the weekend, I just felt like I was so hungry and just craving junk all day. And I just, I just wasn't on top of my hunger or my cravings. Like all day long, I just felt like out of balance. So, oh, it must've been Friday, Saturday. So it must've been Friday, Saturday that I had low carb breakfast, kind of by mistake. Again, it was just probably lazy. And then Sunday, was it yesterday? I don't know what day it was. Whatever day, <laughs> I shared it on Instagram. I had a big bowl of beans and eggs and salsa with some avocado on that. And that was such a good meal. It satisfied me. I wasn't hungry until lunch. So I think for me, I need a more balanced um, breakfast to keep me going. One with more carbohydrates, you know, a little bit of fat, some fiber, like just a well-rounded meal, but it made such a difference. And ever since then, I'm like, okay, we need way more carbs at breakfast. We can't slack. Don't be lazy. And that made such a big difference for me. Um, I think that was it. I think those were the th few things that I wanted to tell you guys. So uh, eating above maintenance, protein wasn't that bad, need more fiber, need to get my shit together on the snacks. <laughs> the weekends weren't that bad, but I honestly think it's because I've started tracking the weekends. Um, like Monday through Friday, I'm, you know, I kind of eat the same stuff, so I haven't really been on top of it, but it hasn't been awful. But the weekends has been really important for me to track the weekends. And then I need more carbs at breakfast for sure, especially if I'm going to the gym. 
need more carbs. So those are the few things that I learned from just five days of tracking my food. So if you're somebody that's never tracked your food, try it. I mean, even if you do it for three days or two days, it's going to just give you so much information and insight. And then obviously from there, you could start to make improvements. And I think that's what this all is all about. I mean, I don't think anybody needs to eat perfectly, but I think you know yourself and you know intuitively if you're eating like a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> and you need to get it together. But I think having some data like this can give you some action steps to make improvements. So I have my to-do list and what I need to do moving forward. So I'm good to go. I kind of have a game plan moving forward. But anyways, just wanted to share those few things and encourage you to track your food to see if it helps as far as getting to your health goals, your physique goals, and just feeling better. I mean, we were talking about protein in the group chat this morning and so many of the ladies said when they eat enough protein, they have more energy. They don't have many cravings or not eating all the Halloween candy. Like they just feel a lot more balanced. So again, it just goes back to knowing yourself, knowing what you're eating or not eating, and then just practicing that awareness around your food. All right, guys, I'm done rambling. I hope you found this helpful and have a great day.